Are you a female entrepreneur who wants to make a bigger impact on the world? You're booked and busy and you love serving your clients, but your time is capped. You want to do more. You often wonder how you can help more people without spending so many hours on social media, repeating content that only a handful of people will see. Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Too Busy to Podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast launch and system strategist, and I'm on a mission to help you create a podcast that connects and builds community with your audience and converts them into clients. Are you ready to leverage the power of your voice? Let's head into this week's episode. Hey there, and welcome to episode 51 of Too Busy to Podcast. I hope you are doing well. In last week's episode, we talked about creating your podcast content in less time. And one of the five steps I shared with you was outsourcing. And that's what we're going to delve into in this week's episode. Now, I'm no hiring expert, but having invested in a coach throughout my business journey and having recently added two team members to my team, plus I've heard nightmares from clients and within my network, I do have a few tips that I would like to share with you if you are thinking or considering hiring someone to work on your podcast for you. Whether you're a new podcaster, so you're about to launch your show, or a podcaster who's been managing her show alone for quite some time, you will definitely take away some great actionable tips from this episode. We'll be covering the benefits of outsourcing, who you can hire to support you, what you should consider when you're hiring someone, and what you can and should outsource. So let's get into it. That phrase they say about hiring or starting before you're ready is 100% true. At least it was for me. As I mentioned before, I recently made my first official hire for my business, my amazing show notes writer, and I've officially made my graphic designer part of my team. Whereas before I was just sending her the work, but now I've kind of, you know, brought her into the fold, so to speak. And honestly, it's the best thing that I could have done. It honestly feels as though this weight has been lifted. The minute I got the contracts back, it was like, ah, yes, now I can focus on what I truly want to focus on. Because you see, I'm not really a fan of writing show notes. I'm okay for this show, but writing show notes for my clients, it doesn't light me up. And I wanted to outsource them for absolute ages, but I kept waiting for the perfect time. Oh, I'll do it when this happens. I'll do it when that happens. But guess what? The perfect time never came. So what I want you to take away from this episode is that you can and you should do it and not to necessarily let money stop you. Because the money that you spend getting someone to help you on your show, you can spend that time doing other income generating activity in your business, which allows you to earn even more than what you're paying someone to do the task for your show. So there's a few things here that I want you to consider. Number one, when is the right time? Now, I think this is individual, but you will know when you know. It might be that you feel like you've been drowning in your to-dos It might be that you're right at the beginning of your podcast journey, you want to launch your show and you think it would be best to have someone do it all for you because, you know, you're not really trying to figure it all out via Google. It might be that you can 
forecast that the business is going to be busy in X amount of months and you want to get ahead because you don't want to lose traction with your show. So it might be now's a good time to outsource those pieces. It even might be that you launched your podcast a while back and, you know, you've done okay and you've reached a stage where you feel like you can take it up a notch and you recognize that someone's expertise and knowledge is just what you need to get you there. There are so many different reasons why you might want to outsource. But whatever the scenario, when the time is right, you will know. So who should you hire? Again, this is an individual thing and is highly dependent on your budget and the kind of support that you are looking for. So for example, I've worked for a client, she, her show is on hiatus now, but she knew from the start that she wanted someone to help her launch her show. All she wanted to do was record her interviews, record her solos. That was her zone of genius. She knew it. She wasn't trying to, you know, teach any, learn anything, you know, nothing like that. She just wanted to stay in her zone of genius and have the conversations. She loved talking to people and she knew that's where she would really blossom. She had no interest whatsoever in doing anything else, nor, quite frankly, did she have the time. So she recorded her episodes and I dealt with everything else. The editing, the show notes, the graphics, the guest management, you name it, I did it. All she did was hit record. I even went into Riverside, which is the platform she used to record her interviews, and I downloaded the files. She literally just hit record. And then there's some of my management clients, of which at the moment, at the time of recording this episode, the majority of them are editing only, which is okay, because for those clients, they have a VA on their team who does the sort of admin-y, tasky stuff. So like updating the graphics, scheduling them out to go, all that kind of stuff. Whereas editing is more of a specialized skill, so to speak. So they just wanted to make sure they got that piece right. Or it might be some of my clients have enough capacity because they have a very streamlined business where they pick up the extra work and I just do the editing. So a lot of my management clients are editing only. And that literally means that they provide the episodes. I do my production process. I return it to them. That's it. They do everything else. They normally batch so I can get three or four at a time, which is absolutely fantastic. It just makes it so much easier. So they send it to me. I work on it. I send it back to them. That is the extent of my involvement. So when you're thinking about what you want to outsource, there's a couple of things I want you to think about. But let's break this up into two parts. So number one, if you're a new podcaster, so you're about to launch your show or you're thinking about launching your show, consider what time you have available. A lot of people underestimate how much time podcasting takes. And I know if you follow me on Instagram, I might sound like a little bit of a hypocrite because I talk about podcasting not taking a lot of time, but there's a balance between the two. And let me explain why. A lot of newbie podcasters think, because they've seen it in the online space, that they just need to record, have a great conversation if they're having guests, and that's it. No, (laughs) there is way more to it. So whilst I'm not saying that you need to have 50 more hours a week, it is not as quick, sharp as some might think. 
that's what I talk about when it comes to considering the time you have available. And of course, if you're not outsourcing everything, then there will be an impact on your time. Also, consider your skill set. Do you have the time or even the inclination to learn how to edit, to write show notes? Maybe you are a writer. A lot of my clients love the writing piece. So show notes isn't a problem for them if that's, you know, what they wanted to do. But what is your skill set? What do you have the time capacity to do? The brain capacity, the physical capacity in terms of your life, because, you know, you're a business owner. You could be a mom. You could be a wife, a partner, a girlfriend. You're definitely a daughter. So what else have you got going on in your world that the podcast might have an impact on? And if you were to manage the show yourself, what's your budget? This is something that a lot of people don't take into consideration when starting their podcast. What is your budget and how can it support you to achieve what you want to achieve? It might be, and a lot of my clients do this, it might be that you want to get someone to help you launch your show, give you the processes, the systems, set you up for success moving forward, and then you continue managing it thereon. I've definitely had some client launch clients that have done this and they've used the templates and the videos in my library to kind of get them through after we finish working together. They can share that information with their VA if they wanted to, store it to their own iCloud account so that they're able to refer back to it. From my point of view, I don't want to just launch a show for the sake of launching a show. But at the same time, I don't want to hold people to work with me forever and ever and ever. I understand as a business owner, you might just want that support at the beginning, but I want to make sure that you can continue for 12 months, 24 months, 36 months for a long time as a podcaster. And it would break my heart if I launched a show. This has actually happened earlier on in my podcasting career where I helped, I was working on a show and then their pod faded after like five or six episodes. And that broke my heart because I knew how much time went into that launch. But when I think back on it now, hindsight is a beautiful thing. That client just wasn't ready. And that's why there's key questions that I ask now before I take on a client, because it's too much time and it's too much money invested to launch your show only for it to disappear six, seven weeks later. And that's why so many podcasters don't make it past seven episodes because they just do not take into consideration how much time is involved. And then number two, if you're an established podcaster, you've already launched your show six, 12, 36 months in, you've been doing it entirely on your own from the beginning. And now you're at a point where you think it's time for me to relinquish some of these tasks. I need someone to help me. Question for you, where do you think your time is being taken up? Another question for you, what do you enjoy doing? What do you enjoy not doing? So for me, the only piece of podcasting that I don't enjoy is the show notes piece, which as I shared earlier, I have now finally got someone to help me. And it's a completely different feeling, I'm telling you. It might be worth doing a time audit. When you are doing things for your show, sit down, time yourself to see how long things take. I've used Toggle in the past. I'll make sure to link it in the show notes, but it's really easy. It's free. When you sit down to write your show notes, for example, you'll just press the play button. Then you press the stop button and you'll see how long it has taken you to write your show notes. And I recommend 
doing that for all your podcast tasks. And then you could quite easily see how long things take. And that will inform your decision about what you want to outsource. And I think maybe just a week. You don't need to do it for too long. Maybe just a week or depending on your schedule, depending on how you do your show, like how you, a lot of people batch, some people don't. So however you do it, it's totally up to you. There really is no requirement to outsource every single thing. Unless, of course, you've got a substantial budget and you're in a position to do that. But I don't want you to feel pressured. There's no, you know, have to be all in or out. You can outsource the pieces that you need support with. It's important to note that you do get more bang for your buck if you outsource everything because you'll be working with a team who can support you across all aspects of your show. And we're going to dig into this a little bit later, but I just wanted to make that crucial point here. This might be a good time to start talking about the types of tasks you can outsource. So we already talked about editing. So of course, you know, editing it and then mixing the episode with your intro, your outro, any ads that you might have. There's the show notes, of course. The show notes are the ones sort of longer form that go on your website. Part of that is the episode description, which goes into your podcast host that accompanies your audio file. There's the transcript. There's scheduling and uploading your episodes to your host. There's updating the graphics. And again, in the last episode, last week's episode, I talked about templates being my favorite thing to use in my business. It's not about recreating the wheel. Get someone to create graphics for you or you do them yourself in Canva. And every week, all you have to do is switch out a picture, switch out some text, and that's it. But if you're batching or if you ha- if you have graphics for Instagram story, in your feed posts, if you're over on LinkedIn, if you're over on Pinterest, your graphics time creation, your, you know, the amount of time you spend creating your graphics can very quickly add up. There's also audiograms, there's video clips. So if you're doing video as well, you'll then be splicing together like a quick 30 second, 60 second video clip for Instagram. It all takes time. And then there's a blog, there's guest management, which, you know, if you have listened to my show before, you will know that this can be highly automated. And I highly recommend that you do because that's not something that needs to take up more than 2% of your time. And then there's this piece, this last piece that trips up a lot of podcasters and that's the marketing promotion piece. So that's it. Those are some of the main tasks that come with your podcast. There's obviously, of course, every so often, you do the strategy piece, you review how the show is going, and you can obviously get people to support you with that. But primarily, those are the main tasks. And then specifically for launches, of course, there's getting the tech side set up, making sure that you're recording in the right space with the right equipment, that you've outlined your episodes in a way that makes sense. And then, of course, there's the strategy piece. And because I'm a podcast launch strategist, this is something that I get really hyped up about. It gets me out of bed in the morning. I've talked about strategy on the podcast before. Be sure to check out episode 34, where I talk all about why you need a podcast strategy, what you should include in your podcast strategy. And then, of course, there's also your launch plan, which is 
slightly different from the strategy is very much a list of to do's. When I work with my clients, their launch plan is all outlined in our Trello board. My client is very clear on what she needs to do. I'm very clear on what I need to do. We can each look at the Trello board to see where things are at during the six weeks of working together. And it just runs like clockwork. It is just so much smoother. But a launch plan, you could think of it as a checklist. Have I done this? Have I done this? When do I need to do this by? So having someone to do that for you, you have that accountability and you have that opportunity to discuss things with someone who knows what they're doing and the overwhelm is removed. So now we go on to who you should hire. And again, I'm really sorry to sound like a broken record here, but this really does depend on what you want to outsource and how much money you can afford to spend. There are four types of support that I want to talk to you about today. Number one, podcast editor. So he or she probably works freelance, but focuses primarily on editing your show. This is where they'll provide you with the file. They'll do their production process and voila, the final MP3 is returned to you, polished, sounding great. Same for video. If you're doing a video podcast at the same time, it might be that you find someone who edits both because I've definitely done that and it's so much easier to work on the video and strip the audio. But audio is normally their zone of genius. If you're looking for someone just to edit your podcast, it's very unlikely that a podcast editor is going to be doing show notes as well. For example, if they're marketing themselves as a podcast editor, they tend to just do editing. So something to keep in mind. And then we have number two, podcast manager. He or she is seen or should be seen as very much the coordinator of your show very much takes a very active role, very involved role in your show and should definitely be seen as part of your team. Services vary from person to person. Many podcast managers offer a full suite of services, whilst others might specialize in one thing like guest management or guest pitching or the content writing piece. But they generally play more of an active role in your show. So podcast strategists, such as myself, of course, my specialism is podcast launches with a focus on strategy and systems. However, I started as a podcast manager. So I still incorporate management and consultant piece as part of my work now. So it really depends on what you are looking for support with. That will help inform who you need. And then we have a podcast VA. Now this is someone who's decided to maybe niche into podcasting or add podcast management as one of their services to their VA clients. I view them differently from a podcast manager. I do. And the best way that I could discern between the two, and this is no disrespect to podcast VAs out there, but The best way to for me to differentiate between a podcast VA and a podcast manager is podcast VAs tend to do the task, whereas a podcast manager can support you with strategy. They can support you with growth. They can even support you with monetization. 
So the knowledge or experience level could be potentially greatly different. More hands-on support. Podcasts, I could be wrong if you know someone who does this, but generally what I have seen is podcast VAs tend to do the things. They tend to do all the things, whereas a podcast manager will do all the things and a lot more. And of course, podcast VAs might charge on an hourly basis, whereas with a podcast manager, you're very likely to be paying on a package retainer basis. So the price point for the two would be greatly different as well. So something to consider. And then finally, there's podcast agencies. Now, an agency can come in lots of different sizes from a small team of five to a larger team of, you know, 20 people or more. And as you would expect, an agency would cover everything you need for your show. You would not need to think about a thing. If they could record for you, they probably would as well. They have the manpower. If a new client comes on that needs something that's not in their wheelhouse, they will just hire someone to cover that for the client. So it really depends. Do you want that personal relationship that you will get from working with a podcast manager or that doesn't matter and you just want it done and you want your podcast to grow, then it might be that an agency is the one-stop shop that you are looking for. So those are the four types of support you can get for your podcast, all at different price points. Um, As a little bit of an indicator, you could probably find a podcast editor who starts maybe at around £35, £40 per episode for 30 minutes of audio. Podcast managers can start at £300. Really depends on what you're looking for. Obviously, the more you want in your package, the more expensive it will be. So it really, really depends on what you need. I think it's important for you, once you've made a decision that you want to outsource, to kind of start looking around to see what's out there, doing your research, getting on calls with people. Don't feel like you need to rush in to doing this because I have worked with clients before who have come to me after working with someone and it's almost put them off. Luckily, it didn't because they came to work with me, but it can be quite a nerve-wracking situation when someone you hire hasn't worked out. So take the time to do your research, meet people, and then make a informed decision. Recommendations, of course, are always best. So it could be, you know, your business besties, or maybe you're in a membership or a mastermind, you can answer questions there. There's also a few Facebook groups like She Podcast is a really good one, or what's the other one? Podcasting. Oh, I can't remember right now. I'll link it in the show notes for you afterwards. But there's a couple Facebook groups that are designed for podcasters, but of course you will get some service providers in there. So you could just, you know, make a post and say that you're looking for help with X, Y, Z. You will get a huge response. So I highly recommend using a Google form or a Jot form that people fill out. Otherwise you're going to have 101 DMs and you're going to feel even more overwhelmed. So bring a little bit of structure to it. If you use a job board like Fiverr or Upwork, whatever it is that you do, make sure that you do your research. And when I say research, it's just certain things like, have they got reviews? Are they readily available for you to read? 
Have they worked on your type of show before? Do they have samples of their work? So example, on my website, which has been updated still, <laughs> I have a link to a Google Drive folder where I have a few samples of the shows that I've worked on so that potential clients can kind of hear the quality of my work. It could be you're looking at their graphics to see, you know, is their design skills kind of what you're looking for. It could be their style of show notes. Is their writing in line with what you would expect? Whatever it is, don't be afraid to ask. There's also this piece around, and a lot of people skip this bit. I know I've earlier on in my business, I certainly skipped this bit when I was looking for coaches myself. And I've learned not to do that. There's this piece around how do they work? So for example, for me, I work, I do my client work in the morning, but I make sure that they're aware of all of that. It's in my contract. It's in their welcome pack. It's very clear that I have a 24 hour turnaround for responding to emails. They also know in terms of delivery of work that I need the file a week before the episode goes out. However, a lot of my clients batch, and that doesn't come up very often. I usually have three or four episodes sitting waiting for me to work on them at any given time. So that works really, really well. If it's an editing only client, again, I need to have it a week before and I'll get it back to them within 48 hours of the episode going out. So that's the kind of stuff that you might want to know if you're outsourcing everything. You probably don't need to know it because they'll manage it you can record, you can run your business, you can go to the beach with your family, it's fine. But depending on the pieces you're outsourcing, these are really good questions for you to think about and to ask. Another piece, how do they communicate? Because I know that when I first started out, I communicated with my clients wherever, however it suited them. And then I quickly had messages in Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, everywhere. I was losing track of what I was supposed to do and it was just messy and that is not the customer experience that I want my clients to have. So now I've streamlined and they only communicate with me via email, Voxer, and if it pertains to the episode, Trello, because I have spent way too much time searching in my inbox for specific instructions about various episodes. No. So in Trello, and I've not had a problem with it. They've all, it's all about boundaries. So For you as the client, learning what your service provider's boundaries are from the get-go is only a good thing. So we've done when you should hire, who you should hire, and a little bit of the how. So let's now talk about the benefits of outsourcing. I'm not going to go into these into too much detail because they're self-explanatory. But of course, number one, saves you time. Number two, accountability. That's something that I've definitely heard from my clients because sometimes when those mind monkeys crop up or when life gets really busy, it's really easy for them to say, oh, I'll miss a week. But then Rosemary's little voice pops up and then they're like, oh, okay, it's fine. You're right. I'll do it and I'll get it to you in X number of days. So that accountability piece I found to be really important for my clients. Increased productivity. Number four, access to an expert's brain 24-7 on tap. My clients can ask me anything. Even my editing clients, they generally don't. But if they were to ask me a question, I'm not going to say no to them. They don't have to Google it. They can just shoot me a message 
and they'll get an answer. And that's something that if that's valuable to you, it will inform who you hire. Number five, and you know, just being real here, it's cheaper and faster. There's that thing about time is money and it's a hundred percent true. How much is it costing you or how much is it going to cost you to sit down and work out all this stuff? When you could just hand it over to someone for a small investment and that person can just do it for you. So for example, I've recently niched a little bit in my business and I knew that my hashtag sets needed updating. So I sat down recently one day to do them and not even half of a second, (laughs) I kid you not, half of a second I thought to myself, what am I doing? I don't, I have 101 other things on my list that I could be doing instead. I'm just going to hire someone to do this for me. Because by the time I sit down and Google how to carry out the research, what I should be looking for and recording it all down, we're probably four weeks later. So I reached out to a guy that I worked with a couple years ago. And three days later, I had 150 hashtags specific to my niche, my ideal client, and an action plan to follow. Three days. And if I tell you what other work I was doing in the three days, you can't, there's no, it's a, it's a no brainer. There's no negotiation. Why would I not hire someone? It was 40 quid who does the research for me and three, I don't think it even took him three days because it was the Monday and I got them back on the Wednesday. So it took him two days, 150 hashtags and an action plan that I can follow step by step. That is an absolute no brainer. So for me, I truly believe it is cheaper in the long run rather than me spending my time trying to figure it out. And the other piece of it is it's faster because I'm not a social media manager. I haven't got time for this. My zone of genius is podcasting and that's where I get my joy and that's where I want my, you know, that's what I want to do. Now, I know that's been a lot and I hope I haven't overwhelmed you. I just really wanted you to walk away with the information you needed to make an informed decision when it comes to hiring for your show. Feel free to listen back to this episode, pause the episode, make some notes to ensure that you haven't missed anything. If you have any follow-up questions, feel free to drop me a message on Instagram or send me an email. It's info at toobusytopodcast.co.uk. I will be more than happy to help you. And if you are looking for support, let's have a coffee. A no obligation 15 minute call. We'll have a chat over Zoom and talk about what you're looking for and what you would like to achieve with your show. To schedule your podcast connect call with yours truly, head on over to the show notes and you will find the link to book your call there. Now that's it for today's episode. A lot of information, but I feel like you've got enough tips that you can walk away and implement when you are ready to hire for your show. Next week, we'll be talking about transcripts. Transcripts are one of those things that a lot of people feel that they don't need. So to make them worthwhile, I'll be sharing with you three different ways that you can use your podcast transcripts. So until then, have a great week. And oh, one year anniversary next week for the show. We are turning one. So I will be announcing some special things. So stay tuned for that. Have a great week and speak soon. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then.